Have you or a loved one tested positive for COVID-19 during the past five days? Those 18 and over may be eligible to take part in a clinical trial for a possible COVID-19 treatment. There's a clinical trial located nearby, and participation is voluntary. You may stop at any time. Participants will receive study-related care at no cost. To learn more, call 1-855-221-3671. You're listening to Empowerment and All That podcast, your favorite podcast for women's empowerment hosted by Rita Bautista. It's time to be reminded of the authority of your inner goddess and elevate the power within. Are you ready? Hey guys, it's Rita here with Empowerment and All That, your favorite podcast for female empowerment. You guys, I made it to 600 downloads. Thank you so very much to all of you who tune in and listen to everything that we have to say on this podcast. That means that you guys really are enjoying the content and I cannot tell you how amazing it makes me feel. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any one of the platforms that you're using to listen to this podcast. Now, let me ask you, have you ever been going through your life trying to figure out what your purpose is? I know I did. It took me forever to figure out exactly what was going on, how I was going to structure everything, and how I was going to get myself back to finding out who I was on the inside. So today, I had the great opportunity to sit down with Brandy Vault, who is a mom, a serial entrepreneur, and my rise sister from a conference that we attended in Dallas. Y'all, you're going to love this episode, so stay tuned. Welcome back to The Power Project. I'm so excited to have my guest on today. She and I met over social media to begin with, and then over the last weekend, we had the privilege of getting to meet one another in person. So you guys, this is my friend, Rita Bautista. Hey, Rita, how are you? Hey, Brandy. I am so extremely excited to be on with you today. It was such a pleasure to meet you um, over such a beautiful weekend that really just was so uplifting and you know, I feel like ever since I met you, things just have continued to roll. So I'm, like I said, I'm very excited to be on with you today. Oh my gosh. Wasn't that such an absolutely awesome weekend? Absolutely. I mean, I've come back with like my cup completely full. My, my, my passion is lit on fire and I am ready to go. (laughs) Okay. So for those of you who don't know, we had the, we had the joy of going to the rise conference which I highly recommend. This is not a paid ad, but I fully, fully recommend that you go sign up for one of the Rise tours, tour dates next year. There's four different ones. So Rita, have you been to a personal development conference before this one? You know, I think um, professionally, I've been to a lot of different conferences along the way, and there's always a slight touch of, you know, personal development, but nothing like this. A lot of my personal development that I've worked on has been just me over the years going to therapy, you know, listening to a lot of different motivational speakers, um, Abraham Hicks, uh, Tony Robbins, obviously Rachel Hollis, um, all of these speakers on YouTube podcasts, like, you know, that was my personal development and things I continue to do are like reading, oh my God, a ton of books on all of this. So that was really 
what I would use to help pump me up. But honestly, nothing, nothing is geared towards women as much as this conference was. And like, it was, I mean, it was extraordinary. I don't, I don't really even know what else to say. I was just so moved by every single piece of it. It's the first conference that I literally did not leave the room from the moment that I sat down till the moment it was over every day. Wow. That's awesome. I think that, I mean, I've been to women's conferences before mm -hmm. in, in the, um, like, like Christian women's conferences, mm -hmm. but, but not just, just a women's empowerment conference like this. Mm -hmm. And, <clears throat> and I think it was really impressive that there were 7,000 women in this one conference. And I literally, I, we almost skirted away without anyone being anything less than warm and welcoming and inviting. We had a little incident like the last day. Really? Yeah. And oh, I, had been all, sad. I know all weekend I was like, this is awesome. Like women can come together and mm -hmm. not, you know, have any issues. And we had a little issue over like a seat and it kind of was ugly. Oh, we had something like that too. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're yeah, right. I want, I was like, girl, like I wanted to turn around and be like, you are not lifting your sister up. Like, <laughs> have you, are you taking notes today? Right. Did you, where are the elephants right now in the room? Cause you were starting to be a little crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, okay guys, we almost made it. We almost made it, but no, it was a really great weekend. And mm -hmm. I too, like you, am. I'm a personal development junkie, mm -hmm. you know, all, all the books, all the videos, all the podcasts. I just, I'm a student of life. And yeah. I think that we only become better at whatever we pour into and whatever we, you know, actively pursue to become better at. Mm -hmm. So did you, at, did you start in on the personal development journey at a young age or how, how long have you been kind of on that track? So it's interesting, right? Because I think a lot of personal development starts at a very young age without us even knowing. Um, so my parents and I'm, I'm very open. I think I learned to be vulnerable and open and comfortable in my vulnerability at a very young age, but my parents divorced when I was like, two years old. So I was raised in a single parented household who my mother's also Honduran. So, so if anybody knows mm -hmm. about the Hispanic culture, it's very strong and we're supposed to be like the strongest women in the world. And like, we're never supposed to show emotion and we're always supposed to have it together. And we're always supposed to be, it's like every single thing possible that a woman is supposed to be. And half of the time is not, that's what we're supposed to be. And so it was really difficult, challenging for someone who was coming from a single parented household where at the same time you're developing like your cultural aspect and then assimilating to a culture that is not foreign because obviously where I was born here, but like learning societal norms from school friends and all that stuff versus coming home and then also trying to like understand what was going on at home culturally, you know, so it was a, it was a weird balance. And so I remember my first time ever going to peer mediation was in fifth grade. And there were like, there was a whole bunch of girls for some reason, you know, something happened with the girls or whatever. And the guy <laughs> the counselor brings us in and they sit us down and they're like, Hey, um, we need to talk. So we have this conversation and like, you know, we're, we're trying to like, cool down the issue and we find out during that whole entire process weirdly enough that all the girls in that room were from single parent households 
Oh, interesting, right? Like it was just very interesting and so different. And and we all had different backgrounds. Like one girl was from Russia, the other girl was African American, one was American, like you know, Caucasian, and I'm like the Honduran girl trying to figure it out. Like <laughs> and it was right? just like wow. And I didn't I didn't I didn't reflect on that at that moment. And then I continued going throughout life and I was, you know, troubled teen, a lot of issues. Um you know, obviously related to me acting out. And now as an adult, I can look back and be like, yeah, this is acting out as a direct result of um, just things that I was missing, you know, things that I was trying to find love in different places. So at 15, then I was brought to um, therapy once for um, women who, um, uh, it was like a women's um, therapy group. And I didn't feel, I didn't really enjoy that at all. So I was like, okay, whatever. And then after like failed relationships back to back, um, I finally, after live, it was like my last one where I was like, you know what I need to, there's something, not that they weren't wrong, you know, not that they weren't wrong in their situations, but I need to start figuring out this journey for myself and see what, what it is about me that I need to reflect on. Cause clearly something's not working out. And I started, I found this amazing, amazing therapist in New Orleans who was, um, half Hispanic. Well, she was full Hispanic, but she was also like raised in the US, went to school here, all of that. So we we were able to connect on so many different levels. Um, and I stuck with her, I committed, it was the first time that I had made a commitment to myself, to better myself. And I stayed with her for about four years. And while I was with her, I was, you know, there's so many things that happen, like so many life things that sometimes you can't stop, right? like grief, loss, just everything possible. And I continued to like, realize that I needed to work, continue working on myself. Because, you know, people truthfully, will only believe in you if you believe in yourself. And yeah, it was really hard for me to get to that point. And I literally went through this, I felt like I was going through the ringer. But as I was doing that, I was reading millions of books on personal development. And listening to all these podcasts, all of these YouTube videos, along with my therapy. And I, that's when I finally was like, this is it. This is, this is what I am passionate about. This is what I love. I, I want to share the information that I have with other people so that they can avoid um, some of the ways that I wasn't always super healthy with myself, you know? Uh, Yeah. And I think that, I think that's a beautiful gift to give to the world. Like if, If, you know, if someone can learn from, I know that we all have to make our own, you know, our own choices in life mm-hmm. and, and learn from our own lessons. But I think it's beautiful if you can put your lesson out into the world and say, hey, you know, this is what I spent years of therapy and reading and learning. This is what I found. And and also just to let others know that they they're not alone, because I don't know why we as human beings, but specifically women, I think. Oh yeah. Just, you know, we just tend to really feel alone, alone in the world. And that was one of my, my biggest takeaways this weekend. I was Mm -hmm. like, my gosh, like if you are in your, your network, your community, your neighborhood, you know, whatever it looks like, if you don't feel like there's someone there that understands you Mm -hmm. or someone there that has been through your struggle or someone there that has the same jacked up thinking, you know, there are people, yeah, there are people in the world that have gone through the same things as you. There's people in the world that have, 
that have the same crazy thoughts about themselves, you know, right. and it's that whole community aspect of, mm-hmm. of sharing our lessons with one another and, and our struggles and, and, and building each other up. So yeah, I think that's a great, I think that's a great gift that you can give. So what made you get into, or what has been your light that shined on personal development? And you were like, this is, this is something that I need to incorporate for me and to also talk to others about things that they can work on for themselves or continue to empower themselves with. Yeah. So my, my mom was like the queen of self-help books and they were always, always like in our house. And it was, I mean, it was like, you know, how to have a happy marriage, how to, you know, um, like be a good mom or or all these things. And I literally could not stand self-help books. I was like, my (laughs) gosh, like I am an avid reader, you know, from, from the time I was four years old, if something had toilet paper on it, I would read it, but I just never got this whole, um, this whole self-help world, you know, which is what it was called back then. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we say personal development at this point, but I was just, I was raised with a really strong support system as a kid. I had two parents that, that my, my dad constantly told me that, you know, I could do anything that I set my mind to. Mm -hmm. And my mom, you know, told me that I was going to be a leader one day. And, and so I didn't necessarily see the necessity for the personal development. And then the funny, the flip side of that is, my mother was a big, you know, big fan of therapy mm-hmm. and I hated, I, I had no use for therapy. I hated therapy. I didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, <laughs> there is legit like zero reason for me to go talk about my problems with a stranger and pay him money, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of have like my dad's personality where we can just handle it and figure it out on our own is what we think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really started digging into the world of personal development for a a completely different, a flip of that because, because I had that support system and because I felt the need to speak into others and tell them that I believed in them and tell them that they could do it. I, I was seeing this, this limited mindset where people just didn't give themselves credit enough to think that they could actually do, you know, whatever it was that they had called on their heart to do. Mm-hmm. So my, my personal development journey was really more of how do I help others see this? How do I help others gain confidence? How do I help others develop a growth mindset? And, um, so when I started, you know, when I started listening to, to the speakers and, and, you know, the Mel Robbins and, mm-hmm. and the, the Tom Bilyeu and the Brendan Burchards. And when I started digging into that, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, like I have this voice. I've been telling people these things all mm-hmm. my life. You know, you and I discussed that yeah. earlier and, and you can, you can jump in when I wrap this up and, yeah. and talk to this also. I was that person that all my life was the friend that someone came to me and told me what they couldn't do. And I told them exactly how they could do it and why they were equipped and why they had to do it. So 
mine. Yeah. So I love it. I love the whole realm of it. I love the fact that even though I'm a very self-aware person, I also, there's always room for me to grow. There's always room for me to become a better version of me. There's always room for me to figure out like, oh, okay, this is, this is why I think this way. This is why I do that. This is why I need to work on becoming better at that, you know? So yeah, so that that's that's the whole world of personal development for me. And you were saying that you kind of had, you know, a similar a similar experience growing up. Yeah, I think you know, it's ever since I was really young and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, like I've mentioned, you know, my background, my mom was a single parent, so like for her in her mind, she would always just tell me whatever was on her mind and I would, you know, I would listen. And I think I took that with me to the point where people would like come to me. I'm, I've always been that person, that friend that people like just for some reason feel like the guards are dropped completely and they just can tell me whatever. And I have always been the person to be uplifting and say, no, you can do this. Like, you know, it's okay. I think that's the hardest thing, right? In, in personal development is people forget that it is okay. And I've always just been that person to tell other people. Now, I'm not going to say that there haven't been times where I, I need that it's going to be okay sometimes too, right? Because especially one of those things that I learned from this conference was that we all have those moments where Becky with the good hairs in her head <laughs> <laughs> and she's telling us you can't do this. But, you know, for me, I've always been the person to tell everyone else, no, you can do this and this is how you can do it and you can get out of this. You know, it just has always been something that came naturally. And I will never forget, like, one of my, uh, someone, a personal person in my family um, who was going through a really tough time and they'd gone through a divorce. And I was just like, look, you're going to be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. You need to get up, put some makeup on your face, like, go out, you know, go out and, and regain your confidence. And I really think that that's a good, that's basically what it is, is like, we're, teaching and telling people how to regain their confidence in themselves when they've been, for example, you know, I've, I've seen this happen too, where like moms, and I love my moms, I, I, I can't wait to be a mom one day. But it's like, you guys do so much for everyone else so selflessly, which I think is the most beautiful thing in the world. You know, but then it's like, after the years of doing so much for everyone so selflessly, they start to forget who they are. And I've gotten to that point too, where it's like, you, know, you talk to girlfriends and it's, and they're like, you know, I don't even recognize myself anymore. You look, I don't remember who I was. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things to be able to um, talk to people in those situations. Although I'm not necessarily in that to be able to tell them, look, look, you can find yourself again, you know, here are some, is this is how you can do it. Like you're still in there. You know, sometimes it's unpacking like one piece at a time of those things that you put on top, you know, but making sure to keep time for yourself, even if it's 15 minutes a day to just remember who you were, you know, or who you are. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that's just been something that naturally has come from me, you know, and it's, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's really, I mean, I think it's very, um, you know, observant for you to realize that because you know, you're single without, you don't have children yeah. yet. Mm -hmm. You don't have children yet. Um, so it's, it's very observant for you and see, because I, you know, I was, um, 
I was, I was always the girl with the big dreams. Mm -hmm. I was always the girl that had the call of purpose on my heart from a very young age. Mm -hmm. I always tell people that I, I didn't necessarily have to go looking for my voice or my purpose. I just had to step into what I was being called for Mm -hmm. all of my life. Um, and, and so, you know, going into college, there were, there were massive dreams on the table and goals and, and then I, you know, I lost myself for a while and I, I ended up being a stay at home mom for 10 years, which thank it was, it was the greatest gift of my life. Um, it just wasn't necessarily a plan that I had put on my life plan. And, you know, in that 10 years I was committed to, if, if I'm a stay at home mom, I'm going to be the best dang stay at home mom anyone's ever met. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I did it and I lived for my kids. But at the same time, I still knew all along that there was another call on my heart. Mm-hmm. I still knew that, that this was part of my story, but this wasn't my whole story that I, I would, you know, emerge as, as walking in purpose in a different way and something that was separate from being a mom and separate from being a wife. So, and, and do not get me wrong here there. I know that there are women on, on the face of this planet that, everything in their heart says like, these are my babies. I am a mom and this is what I was made for. And I highly commend that because it's the hardest dang job I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. But, but I knew there was something else as well. And so there was a part of having to discover myself and come back around to, okay, this is, this is the girl who gave her first speech at nine years old in front of a room full of rotary men and, and knew at that moment she was meant to be speaking in front of crowds. You know, this is the girl that dreamt of changing the world. This is the girl that was, you know, had purpose in her life. So that's been a really fun thing for me to uh, rediscover in the past, in the past, oh, two, two, two years, really, two to three years of, of really kind of unpacking what it looks like to mm-hmm. walk in purpose. So for you, was there like, was there ever time you felt like you lost yourself or you felt that maybe you, you felt separated from, from walking on purpose or, or even you felt a call, you just didn't know what the heck it looked like or how to get there? Yeah. I, have you ever read the book, The Alchemist? No, I, I have it on a list to read, but I have not. Okay. So I, I recommend you and everyone listening to this read the alchemist because I feel like it's such a short book, but it explains my personal journey. And I think you can read that book over and over again in life. And it will literally mean something different every single time. Um, long story short, it's basically a a person who's like trying to find purpose and they go through this long journey and they come back and purpose was where it started all along. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so mine was kind of like that. And I'll be honest with you, like my whole, and I think we talked about this when we were um, in Dallas, but you know, I always longed to work in politics and I wanted to be in politics and it was just a big thing. It was a, it was a, something I wanted to do. I think in the long run, I will eventually still do something when times are a little bit different, I think right now the climate is a little, um, it's a little, it's a little, um, how do I put this? Like it's uncomfortable. I think across the board, 
it's nasty. It it's is. Nasty. I mean, and you and I both talked about yeah. this. I was a person, I was a person that wanted to work in politics also. Yeah. And I literally right now feel like I dodged a bullet. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I truly believe that you did. I'll tell you, like I was, um, I had finally landed my dream job. Now it took me about 10 years to finish college, undergrad, I had a full blown career before I finished school. So I left school and then I went back to school because I was like, well, I'm supposed to be something bigger than this. And I thought college was supposed to be it. And once I graduated, I got my job. Um, I eventually ended up getting my job in government relations because I'm the person who says, if I'm going to do this, I do it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think that that's the kind of like my claws like shove in and I am like, you cannot get them out. So Long story short, I ended up in government relations with zero. I've never worked for a politician, period, but I had all the relationships set up for the previous position I was in. So they gave me a chance. And my boss was an amazing guy, like super, super, like the best person you could ever work for. On the flip side, some of the people that I was representing weren't so much. Um, I worked for a trade association at the time. And so I at first was so full of joy and happiness. And then as time was going on, I could feel myself getting drained and more drained and more drained. And I'm like, Oh God, what am I going to do? This has been like, this is what I've always wanted. This was what I wanted, you know, like this, at least this is what I thought I wanted, you know? And I, literally what's funny is like my journey of personal development didn't necessarily kick off until that position started. Mm-hmm. which it's mm-hmm. like, you know, life will shift you in so many different directions. And I think one of the things I do want to say is for anybody who may be confused and trying to find their purpose right now, like we are all on our own journey and every single person has a different part of their life and different uh, part of their path that they're in right now. And if you feel like you're not there yet, trust me, the moment you feel, you will feel something inside of you that will tell you like, it's, it's like the little child who's been calling to you all along. And you finally turned her volume up and said, okay, it's your time to talk. That is exactly, exactly the best way I can think to describe it. Like it, and mine, you know, mine was like, oh my gosh, like I've had this in me all along. Mm -hmm. And I spent all these years thinking, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And, and thinking, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to use the gifts that I have. And it's like, I've always known, always known. And and you and I, we've, we've spoken about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do, I do women's retreats. I speak, um, I speak out in advocacy for uh, nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. I speak, into women's groups, but I know. And when you like the best way I can explain mine is when like Rachel Hollis is on stage mm-hmm. or Mel Robbins is on stage or Christine Kane is on stage or a female speaker is doing it at the level that I 100% feel that I've been called to be at eventually. Um, it's like my heart races, my breath catches in my throat, and I almost feel angry, like not jealous, mm-hmm. not resentful, but like angry that I'm being a bystander and observing. And I'm like, if that is not like your purpose pounding on your heart yeah. saying, 
this is what you're made to do. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing, keep pushing. And I think like you just said, if you ever feel like, you know, you're searching and this isn't where you're supposed to be, it's okay because it's all part of the process. Right. It's right. It's part of the journey. And, and don't you feel like being in that position, you know, with, with the great boss you had and with the job that you thought you had aspired you know, to have that, that was going to be your end goal, but finding out that it didn't align with who you represented, like your journey wouldn't look the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you hadn't walked through that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. And, and life has a great way of explaining that to you. And some of, sometimes it's a really hard lesson. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like I was interviewing right before I left my position over there, I was interviewing for other government relations positions. One was for a public policy manager for a really large corporation that is going global And the other one um, was for another trade association actually in Dallas. So I did not get the job for the corporation only because I didn't have a law degree. Well, essentially, that's what they told me at the end. But it was me and this other guy who the guy had graduated from top-notch universities and had, you know, the work for governor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And here I am with my, you know, basically state school degree and experience under my belt with no fear. And I think that's the thing is like, I literally had zero fear and that's why I got so far along. And that was like a 20 interview process. Like it was pretty crazy to get that far into the process. And then, you know, they, they had to determine between the two candidates and I didn't get it. And I was really heartbroken, but at the same time I was kind of alleviated because now that I look back, I'm like, Oh my God, the amount of time and effort that these people give away of their own personal time to be pioneers for this other company. Like I would have zero time for myself at that point, you know? Yeah. So tell us a little about what, what it looks like on the flip side of that, like what you're doing now. We, I know that you've started the empowerment and all that podcast. Mm -hmm. And I love that name because it's like, what do you talk about on your podcast? Um, empowerment and all that. Right. <laughs> it was, you know, yeah, no, you know, well, my day job, I actually work for an amazing company now. Um, I am actually a rep for a sleep studies lab. And the way that that actually aligns with what I'm doing in general is like, I told myself, I will never again work for another company where I'm not helping people. Because on the flip side, I wasn't necessarily doing that. And I was doing a little bit of damage to people versus like actually helping. And so, you know, that is obviously something that helps me help other people in the medical industry here in Houston. But empowerment and all that literally was a birth child of I'd been thinking about starting a podcast for a year. I think you told me you did the same, like it had taken a while before you launched. And I was with some girlfriends and I was like, y'all, I just found this app. And apparently you can just like start a podcast. It's no big deal. You just press the button, press play, and you can start it. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. (laughs) And I was like, what? And the first topic that came to my mind, self-love. First thing that came out of my mind. Now, looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I should have edited. But I I kept it exactly raw and hard to hear and all that exactly the way it was because I'm like, 
there's nothing more beautiful about self-love than to be honest and true about your emotions. And you can hear everybody's emotions in that episode. And I'm like, I am not touching that. It's going to stay exactly the same way that it was from the beginning. Um, so they, they were, they, this was literally back in May and they were like, just do it. And so I did. (laughs) And now it's like, it opened up a whole new world of, you know, just so much, you know, and the fact that I'm not afraid of being vulnerable and talking about in the podcast or this or that. And it's like, you know, even having this conversation with you like two weeks ago, I'm like, let's call them and see, let's just do this. Let's try, let's just try to light a spark. And even if that doesn't work, then that's fine. If we shoot high and, and, you know, and low, it's fine. Like at least you and I now have a relationship and that'll continue to grow. And, you know, we'll talk about each other's podcasts and, and, I I feel like just the amount of things that have come out in such a positive way since I press play, since I press record, I should say, (laughs) although I have forgotten to press record sometimes. (laughs) Oh, I know. Isn't that the worst? It's the worst. I know. I know. You're like, oh my gosh, I just missed all of that. It was so good. I know. Oh my God. That's happened. And luckily I had a great guest who came back and was like, don't worry about it. We'll do it again. I'm like, thank you, because I feel crazy right now. So I think, so you and I had spoken in the beginning about your original idea for the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, being a single, single female driven, you know, career oriented, um, very, uh, empowerment focused. Mm -hmm. Your, your original idea was, was, single relationships, right? Well, it was, it was going to be, honestly, it was just, I wanted to be very broad about it. I wanted it to just be like something about empowerment where everyone in the world could hear, like, you know, this massive, massive idea that I was going to just shoot it out there and every single person was going to hear it. And I was like, every single person in the world is going to be able to relate to me because every single person needs to hear this. And I'm like, literally after a couple of episodes, I was like, no, like women need to be empowered. And this just needs to go in the direction of everything that we can talk about in general topics that are related to women that, you know, the good topics, the bad topics, helping people get a little bit more directed, you know, just all these, and then having some amazing people on the show too, that have such great things to talk about. Like, for example, you had mentioned that you, you know, your word, your power word was power purpose. And I'm like, yes, please. Cause everyone is always searching for purpose. Like everyone wants to feel like that connection as to why am I here? What can I do? What am I supposed to be doing? Right. And I was like, yes, every woman feels that way too, you know? And I feel like that's such a great direction in which you're going in with your podcast. So yeah, I mean, it solidified it truthfully after the conference. It was just like all signs point to, we need to uplift our sisters. We need to trumpet for them. We need to be the elephants to protect the women when they're down and vulnerable and be the ones that are standing tall next to them when something beautiful has happened and cheer them on. And that's what I want to do. And I want to continue to do that. And, you know, I'm hoping that that will be something that can, if I can help one person out there and make their day better then I've accomplished my mission. That is what I say every single week. I'm like, my goal is if I can reach one person sitting at home on their couch 
that knows that they have a spark in their heart Mm -hmm. and I can encourage them to get up off the couch and go follow whatever call it is on their life, Mm -hmm. then I've accomplished exactly what I'm showing up to do week in and week out with this show. And I think I knew all along that my show was going to be committed to specifically women. Mm -hmm. And the reason behind that is I have, I've always, um, responded well to men. Um, and in this, this space, you know, there's a lot of males in this space. It's, you know, it's a primarily male dominated, um, industry, like the podcasting and the personal Mm -hmm. development. And so I had heard other speakers and even at, you know, my, my skincare business, our conferences, our conventions, we were having men on stage speaking to the women. And I was always like, I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Like you've got 15,000 women. Where are the women that are going to encourage and inspire? Mm -hmm. You know, why, why is Daniel Pink the, you know, keynote speaker (laughs) for the day? And so, so when I saw, it was like, when I saw Mel (laughs) Robbins speaking, that was like the first time that I really like witnessed a female saying the same things that I heard in my head and the same things that I told other women. So I think it's super important that we stay true to that. Um, I think, you know, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I think that the, the more of us that there are, the stronger the community is going to be, the better people are going to be for it. Um, and, and my absolute favorite thing that I have learned, I'm, I'm almost 50 episodes in, mm-hmm. I'm right at, I'm right at the 50 mark at this point. And just the beautiful souls I've gotten to meet the, the quote unquote friendships I've built mm-hmm. that, I mean, I stay in contact with nearly every single person that's been a guest on my podcast that I circle back around and, and we've got this little like community built out of it. So I'm excited and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're standing up and you're using your voice because I think it's super important. I think oftentimes women, and I've actually had these conversations, so I don't just think this, women tend to think, well, when I get married, I'm going to fulfill my purpose. Mm. When I get married and have kids and a family, I'm going to fulfill my purpose. And they, it's almost like they wait because they don't know what they have to offer as a single female. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important that you step into this space and you share your voice and you say, look, it has nothing to do with, with, you know, whether you're single or you're married or you're a parent or you're not a parent, it just has to do with a call on your heart and, and walking in purpose truly. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with that because I definitely, at some point in my life, I think I, I just stopped and was like, I need to hurry up and get into a relationship or whatever. And there were moments where I had my little breaks and I was just like, Oh, you know, this is all going to come together. This is all going to make sense when I get married. And it's like, no, you don't, that is, you are supposed to supplement each other. Uh That doesn't Uh keep you from being the individual that you are and have you uplift the beauty that you are and everything that's inside of you. And that shouldn't go away. Mm, I love that. And how, how much sweeter will that relationship be when you walk into it, knowing that you are standing in your purpose, in your truth, independently and, and the best version of you 
that you can bring to that relationship. Like what a, what an amazing gift to your partner. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think one of the most, the, one of the awesome pieces that I took away too from, and I love to listen to, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously pretty analytical has always just been something for me. Right. But like listening to people who have marriages, who, you know, like older couples, younger couples, newlyweds, divorcees. I like listening to everybody's story when it comes down to this, because it's like, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And the one thing I always hear is like, oh, X, my spouse is supportive of X or we communicate or, you know, like, and you can always tell those people who for some reason or another, the basis of their foundation obviously is love, but there has to be some sense of support and communication. Either one partner is a little bit more supportive than the other, but it's so important, you know? And like you said, how beautiful is it going to be when you, when I finally meet somebody or, you know, whoever's listening, when you finally meet someone who, you know, is standing in their purpose and you're standing in yours and you both are just supporting each other throughout the rest of your lives together. Like, just beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Well, um, too bad that we have an audience of all women. Otherwise, we could just go ahead and put a plug out there. Right. Ladies, if you have a gorgeous brother that, that is standing in his purpose. Right. Rita, where can they find you they, on social right? media? You can find me in Houston, Texas, but on social media, I am Rita. I'm at Rita underscore Bautista 1111. And you can also find the, um, the podcast Instagram is at uh, empowerment and all that. So, so yeah, that's all right. That's where I'm Okay. At. And so you are an Instagram girl. I have been working on Instagram and Facebook. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I will get this under, uh, under wraps. I'll figure this out. Cause I'm one of those people. I'm like, Oh no. I have to master this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Listen, social media is like the wild west. Oh, and we just yeah. have to be willing to evolve and learn the tools. So oh my gosh, it's, yeah. oh, it's been super exciting to, um, to chat with you, your podcast, what platforms is your podcast on? So you can find me on Apple podcasts, um, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google play, uh, Google Podcasts. sorry. It, all the major ones, honestly, so yeah, Google, Spotify, um, Apple, and then if you're on a desktop, you can go to anchor.fm and you can find me empowerment and all that is on there as well. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes and I had such a great time chatting with you today. Thanks for taking some time out and, uh, I, we, we're going to have to get together in person again. Sometime. Oh my gosh. We need some wine nights for sure. <laughs> I know. girl. I know. All right. Well, you have a great week and uh, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Brandy. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Empowerment and All That podcast with your host, Rita Bautista. Want to help me grow the listener tribe? Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Empowerment and All That. And remember, keep it positive or don't keep it at all. Have you or a loved one tested positive for COVID-19 during the past five days? Those 18 and over may be eligible to take part in a clinical trial for a possible COVID-19 treatment. There's a clinical trial located nearby, and participation is voluntary. You may stop at any time. Participants will receive study-related care at no cost. To learn more, call one 
855-221-3671.